Hey, peace, everybody. Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to Regime Radio. My name is Basha, and you're listening to A Young Black Muslima. This is a community of blossoming humans in which sometimes I do answer questions and make you think about your potential to make change, but you already know it's up to you. My answers are based off my experience and knowledge of self and understanding of my way of life, which is Islam. Believe me when I say I want for you what I want for myself. Today is the 89th episode, and I want to talk about the Black Muslim experience. It's going to be a brief one because it's so impacted and I realized that, you know, it's very simple. That here in America, you know, we have experienced a lot of, you know, just backlash in the Muslim community being black and, or should I call it blacklash? Um, and we have brung Islam here from the very beginning. Alhamdulillah, Allah has made that possible um, through Abu Bakr Mansa, who came here way before Christopher Columbus even showed up. And it's like black Muslims either are reverts or, or seen as reverts or wondering how they converted to Islam or if they weren't born Muslim. And I do think a lot of people, you know, who say this are most Arabs and people from Turkey that live in America, right? So, but we have so many different experiences um, that are different because we were literally born here. Some of us are second generation Muslim, third generation Muslim, fourth generation Muslim. But it comes down to understanding the black experience, the black Muslim experience. And that is one of hip hop, one that, you know, helps us to connect the dots of who we are and articulate it in a way that connects us all. You have the Nation of Islam, you have Five Percenter, and, you know, the Morris Science Temple, you have, you know, the Mohammedans, so many, like I could really spend all day about the black Muslim experience and what that looks like diasporically. But I think the most important thing is that we see what's going on today within the world that we live in. There is like no room for black people to be accredited for things that have been accomplished or, you know, just simple as I posted on Instagram about, you know, the cover of Vogue Arabia and having these girls saying, you know, girls on the cover that underneath is the Arab girls rock, which is a saying that was meant to inspire and motivate black women because we are seen as less than. Black women are the most disrespected, most disregarded human beings on the face of this earth. So at the end of the day, when you have a cover like that, you know, you guys can look it up. I think it's a December issue of 2019 and you check it out and you see that it says Arab girls rock, but none of these girls represent the Arabs that are like not just that complexion right like Arab girls don't just look that kind of like sandy or pale color they are a wide range of complexions and I think when we talk about this or I believe when we talk about this we have to really connect what's going on here because that's a way to wash a people of their connection to who they are and where they come from because the original arabs are from africa the you know or what they were called they were literally like nomadic people that you know spoke arabic and lived in the desert it wasn't like you know like nomadic people that would travel but mostly like found refuge in the desert and you know they were black they were like you know brown skinned and browner than me browner than a lot of people that you know are claiming to be arab today and it's nothing wrong with claiming that like don't get me wrong but the black muslim experience expresses that you know we are one of the first human beings to exist and it's not to toot this horn because no human being is better than the next 
But at the end of the day, black people have been treated unjustly in this country and around the world, within Islam and around the world. So we have grown to, you know, have this experience that we have to empower one another. And so when people call people in the nation kafir, they don't understand the struggle of a black Muslim living in America. So they wouldn't understand what it takes to actually reprogram the mind of black Muslims or Christians in this country. So we have done things in a sense to help with that aid. Do I agree with some of the things? Absolutely not. But do I agree with the racism in Islam? No, I don't either. Because what happens is it helps to shape us, right? Down to our our vernacular, black vernacular English, and people utilize that, you know? When you look at somebody and they think they can use the word nigga and they can call you that, or they you're not. You're not able to do that because my experience does not equate to yours. And if you're from Egypt or you're from Morocco and you're saying that you're Arab and you have never experienced the black experience, like, you can't really... And and I've tried to, like, see this in a sense of, like, their perspective, but I realized that no, because the way that your mind may think if you still think you're from Africa or you you are from Africa, but you may still get around your Egyptian or Moroccan or Algerian friends and claim to be Arab. So for me, if you're playing two sides of the fence, you can't claim the black experience as your own and utilize the word nigga as a term of endearment. This word has come from, you know, West Africa. You know, people think that this word was made up by white people in America, but this word, Niger, you know, niggas means like royalty, king. Like it doesn't mean what people think it means. It's just a way to manipulate us, to make us think that. And we winded up, you know, making it a term of endearment anyway, because in our natural fitra, that's who we are. The black Muslim experience is not something that you can buy, sell and copy. It is who we are. And so I'm saying this to say, we cannot be in a situation where this continues you know our ancestors have fought for us to be a righteous people to be a just people and you know we're just to everyone else but ourselves in the black muslim community so i'm somebody who's like listen if you want to use that word and you're not you know black and you think that it's cool for you to say it it's not and you're disrespecting our culture and you're disrespecting who we are and our experience because you want to take that on for your own. But let's be real. Our ancestors have been stripped of who they were, their religion, their languages. But you can go right to your country and connect with your family with no problem. So our experience is not the same. So we have to really disconnect. And at the end of the day, within our experience, we are too nice and we... we correlate sometimes with our enemies and we don't realize that how they see us is literally like the movie like we are criminals whether they're Muslim or not that's how we are seen so the black Muslim experience is that of a unique one because although we are battling racism in the secular world we have to battle racism within our deen as well so it looks different and it doesn't always you know measure up to what people may show you in, you know, mass media. You know, we're not just Muslims from the Nation of Islam or 5% or more science. We're Sunni Muslims. Mansa Abu Bakr came here before any other Muslim group came here. It was Mansa Abu Bakr that was here first, and he is a Malian king, historically. His brother, um, Mansa Musa, if you guys know, like, he was a Malian king. So, at the end of the day, we have to really address 
our experience as a unique one and take back that which is ours and in a sense of our power stop giving it away and stop feeling like we have to lower ourselves just to communicate with a group of people and our intellect cannot be deemed down just like when people say oh you know this is a white supremacist thing or you know yeah that is a thing because guess what white people have washed every culture across the world they have wanted people to think like them they have wanted people to feel like lighter skin is better when they know when they came into the shores of africa when they saw black and brown men and women they were like wow these people are confident these people are like they, they don't look like us and they're confident it, it really kind of like shocked them so they wanted people the rest of the world to feel like that why do we come from a place where browner skin isn't beautiful that doesn't make any sense to me why does it it occur it's because of whitewashing and that is white supremacy you know when people say oh black people could be supremacist too it's not facts because at the end of the day black people would never sit there and make a people feel inferior because of their complexion that is a white european ideal at the end of the day we would never make someone feel like we are accepting of all people so much so that we don't even accept ourselves we accept other people before we accept ourselves so the nonsense ends here in 2019 we have to really lift our people up and understand that our experience is unique when you look at the museums and all the artists and historically uh, you know i could sit in a, a world art class right now you think they're really going to touch on african art and black art no, they're only going to touch on Europeans art who was that was inspired by Africans. But they'll make it seem like they came up with something that Africans already made. So at the end of the day, our experience is unique and we have to tell our stories and not let our ancestors' duas go to waste and really live this. Live this experience and check people before they wreck themselves because at the end of the day the ignorance is going to be something that is like has to be fought generations down the line and if our ancestors already did that and then some some generations took a break how are we supposed to hold up you know this is this is all a washing this is all how they do it right with the music with you know oh the material items and what is more important because if a people are not focused on their spirituality and their religion or their way of life and coming together collectively how can they actually come together right and they are literally using that time that money that we have as a collective black muslim community black community period and putting it towards their resources because our dollar is stronger than theirs at the end of the day and they know that that's why they came into africa to take all of that gold and to steal it even though mansa musa inflated their economies on the way to mecca and gave money gave money to people on the way to mecca gave just just kept giving and giving and he still happens to be the wealthiest man on earth still to this day you know that wasn't something that was inherited that wasn't that was something that he worked for and collectively like we have things to discuss as a community like yes our history and yes you know the the taking over of empires our experience here but we need to remember our greatness at the end of the day because that is how a people come above oppression is remembering who they are Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Please do not forget to connect with me on Instagram. Uh, follow me at Young Black Muslima. And you can also email me if you guys want to have any, you know, 
episode kind of chit chats and connect like that because we can actually answer those for you as well um on here together might have you on the podcast who knows and i'm gonna have some guests soon and we'll be filming the podcast so please do not forget to support the podcast so that i can make all of this happen i really appreciate you guys so much so um, say-